and we're back with Villain Cast. Uh, this is Reap the Week with El Jefe and the Villain, uh, El Jeff, uh, for anyone who has been listening long enough. Um, not sure which Villain Cast episode this is now. I think maybe 14 or 15. Uh, I'm just surprised we get to that many episodes. Uh, there will be other guests. It's not just me and Naki. Um, thank you to everyone on the Discord channel for uh, all the, the conversations that are coming up. There's uh, There's more stuff uh coming up soon through the discord and through uh the youtube channel through instagram through facebook with gyms opening up soon uh there is an intention to do um classes uh recorded and uh the classes i do in my gym i put them online uh, if anyone's interested in that we're also looking at possibly the privates get recorded there'll be narrated roles with naki and other people involved and finally uh it's gonna start off as like we'll see how all these different ideas go but people who uh on the discord channel if you want to upload rolling footage to that and get it broken down by naki or myself um please uh, we'll start doing that as we can safely start training again uh quick shout out to the sponsors have to leave a gap for them every week and uh, hope that one day they arrive uh i will i will talk to the the sponsor i think i have he may want to be in this i'm not sure i don't even know if this exists uh merchandise is still promised uh it will come i promise uh, <laughs> um this is a episode gonna feature um if you haven't listened to it already, uh, maybe pause this one and come back to it a bit later. Uh, it's the Sonny Brown, uh, Sonny Brown uh, breakdown with uh, Preet uh, and Andy from School of Grappling having a um, debate on offense versus defense. It came out a few days ago. Uh, Naki and I have both listened to it. And this episode, along with various other things, I'm sure we'll move on to. Uh, so if you want to get a heads up on an episode first, please go listen to it, then come back to us as soon as you can. Um, other than that, hey, Nak, how's it going? How's it going, man? You good? You have a, you have a uh, fantastic-looking hairdo. I think I mentioned that just before we went live. Uh, it's looking sharp, sir. Thank you. Thank you. The advantage um, of being open now. Yes, for everyone uh, listening, if you're not from the UK, so barbers uh hairdressers and uh various of the shops could open up gyms. yesterday gyms could open up but mm. we can't do indoor classes yeah. so despite me being maybe a bit too optimistic when i started to advertise that we were opening again we're not allowed to yet and so uh another month yet before we can do those things so naki has prepared himself already he looks fly uh i on the other hand i've just been like hiding uh, if anyone that like, listened to this on audio only uh, i'm currently showing what horrendous mop of hair i have so maybe go to the youtube channel for that one if you're that way inclined hopefully not um <laughs> uh, yeah how's it going neck yeah i'm on good 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 uh, yes well. pardon thought he's work as well now so it's all good yeah of course yeah, or you can be back, can't you? You can do your, yeah. your sessions again. Um, we'll be back in the gym soon. We can do stuff soon. I'm sure we will. Um, yeah, the rust will set in otherwise. Uh, 
So we'll get into the crux of the episode. So this is a re- reaction podcast, reaction video, reaction doing cast uh, to the debate between Preet and Andy, offense versus defense uh, podcast. Uh, there will be a link. I'll try and put a link to that in the description of this video. So if you find it on Podbean or YouTube, uh, it should be able to find that to then go listen to it if you already hadn't. Uh, otherwise, whatever podcasting uh, media you use, um, go look up uh, Sonny Brown and it's one of the latest episodes, uh, Pre versus Andy, offense versus defense. So I was expecting, like me and like, Nack, like, got ourselves ready for this like who's going <laughs> to win offense versus defense like should we set aside like a whole like two episodes and do a reaction to this uh we both listened to it and we both just went oh it's two guys agreeing with each other really politely for an hour and a half um so i'm not sure how much reaction we can give to it dude no nah, man i was like same as you i was driving and i was thinking okay he said one thing okay and now he's preached in Okay, so basically, he just said the same thing in a different way. And I'm like, okay. Um, Literally, I was, I was waiting for them to like pull the knives out or something. Like, <laughs> come on, guys. Like, you know, it's like, it's almost like, you know, you've got this, like, it's like the, the cartoon, like monkey fight. You just like throw two knives on the floor and like go for it. And they're just like hugging each other. You're like, this is boring. <laughs> like, I love how, just like, I love how stab I, each other. Exactly. I love how Andy was using like ancient. Uh, analogies when he was on about the sword and the shield and i was like i could i'm driving and i'm imagining it in my head and i'm like why am i thinking about medieval sword fighting right now when i'm driving i think i was doing the same i think i actually listened to whilst i was driving as well i was just yeah pondering the whole it, it, it did make me think like the initial um way he explained it i was like well this makes a lot of sense yeah 100%. Uh, and then for it just to be uh exactly what preet was saying as well i was like oh this is we're getting nothing from this. Yeah. Um, no, no, we got something from it. It just wasn't what we were expecting. Well, yeah. We were expecting like, you know, knives out and people to start <laughs> being stabbed and stuff, except it didn't come. It was just two guys agreeing with each other's methodology, just saying it in different ways. Um, so one of the main takeaways I had from it then is, uh, like I said, it's, it's mostly about their approach to teaching, which I think between them, their approach to teaching is vastly different to mainstream jujitsu ways of teaching. Uh, and it's something we've adopted as well, uh, except uh, I think ours is slightly different. And we'll go into that a little bit later about how we've changed. Uh, and it's also interesting if you haven't listened to the episode already, um, going back to the one uh, I did with Omid, um, was about five or six episodes ago. That was a really good uh, insight to how he teaches um, and how he uh, grades progression in his gym, uh, which I think actually, I think we align closer to his way than maybe Pre and Andy's way, which is interesting considering uh, we are, uh, well, I got my black belt from Pre. Um, yeah, we have deviated a little. It was just an interesting um, thing I noticed on that one. Uh, but yes, your thoughts, Nack, on what they were saying. Your initial thoughts before <laughs> My we debate. My initial thoughts for debate. Uh, I'm <laughs> done debating these days, mate. You can't debate with people anymore. <laughs> uh, I can, I can, I think I could maybe 
tease it out of you before the end of this podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> no. We'll um, it was interesting, man. Like, uh, yeah, it was just two guys saying the same thing, but very politely to each other. And it was a, like, I think it was the last question. Uh, and I was like, oh, he's getting interested in you. And Preach said, I kind of disagree with you, but maybe eventually we'll agree. But your initial point of what you made, I disagree with. I'm like, okay. Um, and I think it was when they were on about counterfighting and uh, he was mentioning like Kyle Drake and uh, wrestlers who use mm. a counter-attacking uh, or a counter-defensive way of fighting. Um, and I think if they'd have touched on about that a bit more, they would have agreed, I think, eventually. Um, yeah. It's just, I think it comes down to the individual because it gives you the freedom to do whatever kind of player you want to be if you want to be a defensive player you can be a defensive player um if you want to be offensive player then the, learning the def, uh, play, being a good defender will naturally make you a good attacker or give you an understanding of what a good attack is because you will be dealing with people who, who are giving you good attacks and if you're defending them then obviously they have to make their attacks better uh and i think it's just tit for tat and what they were saying to each other was like okay he's going back and forth agreeing <laughs> I think that's pretty much what the, the the main crux of everything they were saying was was that they were both agreeing that you need to have better defense for attacks to be better. So we should be working on defense. Um, I think what kind of caused a little bit of friction maybe towards the end uh, where they started to like disagree a little bit was this idea of defensive postures, yeah, um, and like stance and stuff. Uh, I think I'd uh, like obviously I didn't want to come across this as biased because we're from Preet's side, as it were. Yeah. I tried to be as as open as I was. And I said I did, I did agree a lot with the sword and shield thing, and but sort of how that just came around to uh, being about you know they both have to coincide with each other. Um, I think the defensive posture thing, like everything, every other martial art, even sword fighting that he kept on bringing yes, up, there's a posture has. A defensive posture you can't just swing around yeah there's a posture there's a stance like that has always been um and they and it persists uh throughout every combat sport boxing wrestling mma sword fighting there is a stance um and that stance is, is taught to you know from from day one to give you a base level of protection um and i think that is definitely something beginners should have because that is what everyone else does. Yeah. Um, as in, in in other combat sports, I think if you were to take that away, you lose a lot of context. I mean, you can't really explain it without having um, offense thrown that way. But I think that comes down to, again, maybe um, how we differ a little bit is... I mean, I think you could probably agree with this, but it's definitely something I do in the private as well as the classes, is I don't teach anything without going back for, like, we do the whole backwards thing. So, like, you know, you teach the end result and then go backwards from how you, you know, how you get there. But every step of the way, the, the underlying principle is taught. So why that exists. And I, yes. I, I've, I am such a bugbear that I have to explain the reason for why for everything, as in, you know, the... The, the short list of concepts I have in my head of, you know, sweep theory or, or submission theories or uh, control theories, it all boils down to, right, 
and this is where it fits into that um and it's kind of what maybe a bit more infuriating about the whole thing is that it didn't matter as in the whole thing of you know should you teach defense or should you teach offense? yeah exactly it didn't matter, <laughs> it didn't matter. <laughs> It doesn't That's matter. That's the same conclusion like, I came to. I was like, it doesn't matter, man. <laughs> just get on with it. Yeah. As, long, as in, there shouldn't be, it should just be something you teach. And this is how, I think that's kind of what my takeaway that was from it was that it pretty much boiled down to this idea that this is how you just should teach, as in, you should teach um, an offense to a good defense. And, um, I think this is one of the interesting things that for anyone uh, listening, I have at some point, maybe still work for the fire service. And we had this idea, uh, Oscar and, uh, offensive and defensive tactics. Um, it's just something like kind of like strange ideas out of my head is that offensive is when you're doing something to, to deal with the situation, you're attacking it, you're going in and you're being in harm's way. And defensive is when you're out of harm's way. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe things are, are going too crazy. You step out of it. Um, except then you have the idea of, are you give, are you doing, you can be defensive, getting out of harm's way, but using offensive moves as an action moves. And that's kind of a confusing point in the fire service in, in, in uh, being an officer and stuff. But I tried to then translate that to, to what I do in jujitsu. And one of the things about jujitsu is we seem to have, you know, offensive moves, which is action moves we are attacking. And then when it comes to when we're playing defensive moves, we have we play defense with offensive moves. We have to have action moves, even though we're in defense. Um, I think that was like one of the, the uh, characteristics that was maybe kind of missed is that a lot of jiu-jitsu is about... Um, doing an action move as a defense, doing a shrimp, doing a recovery of something when things go wrong. We don't have a defensive posture where we're being defensive. Like, a nothing. Where are we safe? Yes. Um, I think that's maybe one of the, the weird things to try and get your head around is that you can be defensive with offensive moves. Like, action moves when you are... Uh, in a bad way when you are when you are on the receiving end, and there's moments where you can just do nothing. Um, I think you need to know the nothing. I think you need to know the the points of safety, and then work back through it. Otherwise, you are missing a like vital part of of combat sports and jujitsu. If you don't have that kind of nothing position, I think everything should be worked back to that. Yeah, I agree, man. Zero points. Yeah, it should be a zero. I think it's a problem if we don't have that. I think it gets uh, it doesn't give context for anything. Like we we don't have the correct context for when things are going wrong. Yeah. Um, and it kind of goes back to like a traditional martial arts kind of point of view with the with how jujitsu is taught and maybe our mindset when it comes to jujitsu and what people expect is they want answers. And this is what I think Preet was getting back to us and like people ask him questions and he want answers yeah. and he's like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what you're doing. Like, or the situation at hand. Um, 
And it kind of goes back into like a like a self-defense, traditional martial arts kind of thing. As if everything that someone does, there is a action response. Even if it's defensive, like you swing for a block, which is fine. Like blocks exist, uh, counter moves exist. Um, but people expect that. They expect when you when you get asked a question, they expect an action answer. <laughs> But yeah, princess is not sexy to give them nothing. To just lay there and say, oh, we don't have to do anything at this point. You can do an action answer, or you can just do this, which is, you know, as effective. Um, and it's like, as well, it's like disagreeing with what Andy was saying as well, when he was saying about uh, when, you, when you're defending and like maybe you go up for a block and that leaves you exposed for doing something else because you've had to react with a move, like the whole chess analogy he gave. Yeah. Like, like you know, uh, you're, you're the person on offense forces the person on the defense to do a move that then puts them behind. And that was wrong because that goes back to this idea of you be defend, you're, you're being defensive with an offensive move. Like he didn't actually respond to this idea that like, using the chess analogy again, you could try and move your piece to a place where your chess piece can't go. Yeah. And that's what we're doing is we're creating this wall that, okay, well, you can't move your chess piece there because it's, the, it's not going to get through. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't have to do a move. Your chess piece ain't going to work. <laughs> Which, exactly. um, <clears throat> like, but then that kind of then destroys uh, offense because, like, you know, you think, that, that then implies that a person who is playing um, the game doesn't understand the rules. <laughs> Which is theoretically what a lot of what Preet's stuff is doing. Yeah, is, it's like, yeah. Is it... We'll carry on, yeah. It's showing up where the rules... It's showing up the people don't fully understand the rules of what they're doing. They, they're moving pieces and maybe getting wins every now and then. But then when we put our pieces in a way that they can't move through, like oh why why can't my move why can't my piece move through here? Yeah, exactly. That's he mentioned, strange. He mentioned the turning away, didn't he, in, in there as well when he was saying you're told not to, to show your back. Well, okay, it's not wrong showing your back if you know what they're gonna do or what they can do, and you block everything. It's that same thing, the chess boot piece. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I think all Preet's doing in a lot of ways is just making the rules. Uh, actually explain the rules of where the pieces can actually move. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, showing, and showing the game its arts, really. It's saying like, mm. oh, the piece, it can't move here. If I do this, I can put a block behind my, my piece and it ain't, your piece ain't going there anymore. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and I can make you pull a stupid move and then attack you. Um, and then that kind of went into, because again, again, it has a lot of questions. Oh, how can I pull guard from your turtle? Again, it goes back into this whole. There's an infinite amount of information out there introduced, and this kind of falls into to the idea of niches and like where what Preet's niche is is that there's a, there's a wealth of information for like getting guard back from turtle, but it's an offensive move in a defensive situation. Mm. Um, there isn't much talk about defensive moves in defensive situations. How do you do nothing? when things are going wrong? How do you yeah. build a good, solid base that they can't attack? Like, 
you know, that question, I'm like, I don't know, fucking there's loads of answers of how to get guard back. And it's an infinite amount of answers to an infinite number of probabilities of, of when someone's attacking you. Like, I've never re-rolled and I've ended up in that kind of turtle position. Like, I don't think I've used the same way of regarding on you twice. No, because I don't let it happen. Exactly. Where you're actually going to be. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Each time you're in a different place. And I was yeah. like, oh, you know, damn, he's moved now this time. <laughs> um, exactly. But it's that's play, not what he's kind of fulfilling. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it was interesting, though. I think it's something that was needed. Um, and it's good that they, they did it. And, you know, they, they spoke about it, both the offense yeah. and defense. Um, but I still think people don't understand pre and how, what his system like, uh, what it's actually there for. Like, it's not just defense. <laughs> you know, we've both rolled with Preet, and when he attacks, he attacks. You know, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I can I can thoroughly say out of everyone I've rolled with across the world, the most miserable roles I've had probably with him. Like, yeah. He is a master of inflicting suffering. Um, he is a connoisseur of this. <laughs> he, he he dines on the fine wine of this suffering that he can inflict on you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's like, but again, it goes back to the, the agreeing on this. Like you can't, you know, you sharpen the sword against people who have got good defense. And the, the way I kind of always explained it, like, um, again, the, the, the paradox, the irony of all this is that um, imagine every boxing gym Imagine being in a boxing gym where every person throws uh, punches without covering their chin. And everyone's got really horrible punches and everyone just gets knocked out all the time. And everyone throws wild punches. And then you meet Pre, who shows you how to hold your hands to your face and cover your chin. And then you go back to your boxing gym and everyone turns around and goes, what the hell, I can't punch you in the face anymore. Well, yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> And everyone gets frustrated. And then you could either stay still and just not get punched in the face, or you can still throw your old defense, old attacks, but now not get punched in the face back. But the thing about this is that if everyone in the gym is playing it, everyone gets better at finding the gaps to throw punches. Yes. The sword, the sword is sharpened. And exactly. that's kind of like the anyone who comes to roll with us in our gym notices that we're quite aggressive when we go for like positions because those gaps normally aren't there. Yeah, like, they're not there. <laughs> oh man, that exactly. makes me so laugh sometimes. Like, when, I, when, I'm, when I do roll with someone who doesn't play this way, I'm like, you don't understand how hard I have to work to even get a half position like that I've got on you on a white belt in our gym. You don't understand. <laughs> I tell people to go, I, you know, you've heard from this from me in the gym. I, yeah. I've told people to go away go train elsewhere you'll be happier like have a night off train somewhere else <laughs> that maybe give you gaps because ours won't um and yeah it's like it's made us playing defense made us more aggressive and this idea that all oh, people you know some people just want to play uh defense and not and not you know step out and they, they would rather not lose that was one topic that came up in the conversation which yeah i think that's more That'd be that that would be uh, more like that'd be maybe a singular person in a blue moon that'd be like that. Because as people who do jujitsu, we are naturally competitive. Human beings are naturally competitive. Yeah. We wouldn't. We are a product of that evolution. If we weren't competitive, 
in some way, we wouldn't be here. It's like the whole idea of like, leave your ego at the door. Like it's your ego that make, keeps you alive. Like your, your will to live is it an egotistical thing. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I'll leave that at the door. No, I, I'm, it's coming with me. I'll keep it in check and not, and it won't be a dick, hopefully. Yeah. Well, leave you ego at the door. Don't be dumb. Um, I should change this those signs and say, like, you know, bring him in. Just, you know, tell him to be good. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the idea that someone would lie there and, like, just go, oh, well, I'm just going to lay here and not be beaten. Cool. Fine. That'd be one person, maybe ever that you may come across everyone else no i still want to win but this time i'm going to do it and not get my ass kicked at the same time all right do you know anyone in our gym just lies there and takes a beating nah man exactly now nah, we have exactly we always get people in and this is the thing like you know because i've obviously taught i teach this in like a beginner's system like if someone walks to the door i tell them put your elbows by your damn hips don't move them ever again um and you'll be fine. They learn, they roll a few times and they don't get caught. And they're like, oh, damn, cool. That lasts maybe a couple of sessions and then yeah. they start attacking again. And, but they know why now. They know why they lose. Uh, I think that's the, the like pie in the sky dreaming that someone would be like, or just, you know, you teach them that on day one, go, oh, cool, I'm not losing. They just lie there forever. Just come in, pay their money, just lie on the floor, not get beaten up, go home. And then rinse and repeat. Never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a sport. Sport, people want to win. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much how it's always going to be. How frustrated to listen to. I enjoyed it, but a few <laughs> yeah, times I, I was like, banging my head against the windows. <laughs> eh? Yeah, I did enjoy it. I was like, yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to, i say, I, I highly doubt that this is going to be listened to. I might send it to Pre and say, we did a reaction to your, uh, to your uh, thing. We enjoyed it. It was good. wasn't boring. Just we did different. A reaction. We did I, expected, a reaction to your I expected monkey fight. Didn't expect two people to cuddle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It wasn't beef. So it wasn't like a steak. <laughs> it was like, more like sandwich meat. Like... But it was nice sandwich meat. It was like, it was tasty. Just wasn't the steak I was expecting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's how you can describe it. <laughs> See how well that goes down. Um, yeah. I may fold it on. I may even send it to Sonny because obviously I did a podcast with him before. Yeah. So, like, yeah we did a reaction. Um, but completely agreeing and disagreeing at the same time, everything that was said. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, it, was, it was all correct. Like, you know, it was just. What they were saying didn't matter. It was like on the on the bigger scope of things. It was like, well, yeah, teach good defense, teach good offense. Both make both better. Does it matter? No. Just have good teaching methodology then. You see what I mean? Yeah. I think that's the thing that needs to teach that needs fixing in jiu-jitsu is better teaching uh methodologies and like stepping out of this i agree um, yeah. evolving um and this is what i kind of like uh, i think i said to you uh, earlier in this podcast 
about Omid's way of looking at things is that I like, I'd rather have, um, instead of flat technique, like showing people these techniques and then leaving it or showing them where they come from, I'd rather teach them the why of everything so they can hit blue belt and they'd know the reason behind anything they've ever seen and anything they're ever going to see. Uh, yeah. And they can refine and problem solve. And it kind of goes back to this kind of maths analogy that I seem to be rinsing these days is all of jiu-jitsu is all, it's, it's, it's giving you examples of sums, three times three, four times four. Uh, but it kind of misses the point that we never actually show what times means. I think that needs to be drilled in. Eventually you get it. I think that's what the high belts are, is you've got it. You've just by accident and happenstance, you've come across what a times means just because you've done it so many times. Um, but it needs to be done that, you know, uh, every session we explain what times means and that uh, you can't move to blue belt unless you understand it because that doesn't matter because then you can solve your own sums, which would be the fun part. So you wouldn't have to ask, or oh, how do you get back to turtle from guard? Sure, that's just like maybe it's a hard sum that you need your coach to answer for you, but you still have the the, the right parts in your brain that would actually be able to try and figure out an answer if it came to it. Just take you longer. Um, your coach should be more like a calculator eventually and not a uh, font of knowledge. Yeah. Because you don't need me anymore in the gym. Like, you don't. No, I agree. Thanks, man. <laughs> it's just the bluntness in it. It's a reality. Like, I think anybody after purple doesn't really need, you know. Uh, I don't. I don't think you should you have guidance. You just need guidance, like a facilitator. Uh, exactly. Not, not the back page of a book with all the answers on. You know what I mean? Exactly. I think. <laughs> I think as soon as I give anyone a blue in our gym, I don't think you need me anymore. Yeah. I think that should be the case. Like you have all, you have the ability to figure out the answers. Come to me if the questions get really hard, but you have all the ability to answer answer all the questions now. You know what a times is. You know what a plus is. Yeah. Um, you'll figure it out because you have all these. Um, and like times would be like I don't know, sweep theory, and plus would be like submission theory. Um, because then you can backwards engineer everything. Like they've been saying, like you know, once you understand the the core principles of a joint submission you know, bone below the joint, et cetera. You could just then go, right, could I free these things? Which is what, what you guys do relentlessly. Uh, and it's really interesting to then play with you guys because the game is just evolved every day. Yeah. It changes then, like, how big jiu-jitsu is. Because oh, infinite, infinite. It's like getting a puzzle book, eventually. Like, it's nothing new to learn. You just get new puzzles all the time. Like, you know... Yeah. You know how the puzzles are solved, like Sudoku. She's getting a book of Sudoku puzzles. Like I know <laughs> how these are solved. It's just new puzzles for me to go through. Yeah. Um, just different difficulties of puzzles, but I know how the puzzles work. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think we need to find a way in jiu-jitsu that that is taught. Like Pre-cut was kind of like an education system, like how we are very different to an education system in jiu-jitsu. There is no education system. <laughs> yeah. Like it, any any teacher worth, I mean, you were, you were a teacher, but any teacher worth that grain would be like, oh my God, 
you kindergartners, like, what the hell are you doing? That's most how jiu-jitsu is taught. Maybe I'm bitter. Maybe it's tiredness. I'm not sure. Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, though. It needs to be said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Um, and it's not to rag on. I mean, I've been to another, it's a rag on. I've been to enough gyms and seen different ways of teaching things that I just don't agree with it. I mean, how many, amount of times, like, I, you know, we'd have seminars and be like, oh, yeah, game changer. And they forget everything. Because mm-hmm. you've just taught me that exact sum and then answer. Yeah. Like you've, taught me, you've taught me the sums you've come across before and the answers you've given. And then you've walked out. And all I've done is I've gone, oh, wow. I didn't, I've never come across 16 times 16 before. But now I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, man. And then, and then 16 times 16 never comes up again. Exactly, yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know, man. I sometimes think, like, hopefully in the near future it'll change. And we'll have just, you know, a lot of stuff weeded out and we'll have like proper combat grappling sport. You know, everybody's learning the postures from day one. Question is, though, should it? As in, um, I guess it should, if you're looking at it from a holistic sense of you want the sport to get better. Yeah. I think it's fun not having people who, who don't train as good. <laughs> It's, it's a grafting. It's a hard grafting. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, means we make money at some point because you have to teach them. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's like from Ruth's like I don't know egotistical point of view. Um, I don't really think of it that way. I just think like <laughs> I say uh, so many things just to like aggravate and irritate people. I can't remember what I was speaking to the other day. Um, he's probably listened to this. Uh, but it was kind of like, you um, were saying that, you know, gyms is falling out of, et cetera. I said, oh, yeah, I've got a bit of reputation of people that don't really like me in local gyms. No, no, they, they like you. They just, they just know you're not someone who holds back sometimes. <laughs> and you, you can be a bit brash. <laughs> no. <laughs> say, say some mean things sometimes. <laughs> like, I'm not going like, oh, no, you can, you can get better. Like, no, you're shit. Like just that's it just fix your problems <laughs> <laughs> so i don't really mean it that i don't want anyone to get better i want everyone to remain shit forever so we can make money off you uh, it's just me joking i don't mean any of those things maybe <laughs> um do you think we'd listen to all these do you think there's what would you change then like how we teach in the gym when we go back well, since after listening to uh, the podcast, well, just general, yeah. Since the since we all since we were told we couldn't train anymore, um, how would you? Because we've we've talked a lot and we've we've pondered so much. Like, what would you change in the gym? Um, it's a tough one, man. Because I think we we've, we've got a good idea, a grasp on things now. Where, um. We've got. I'm just saying, if you're going to upset me, this is a loaded question. I'm oh. asking, like, what? Go on, say you something. You hope to hear that I say I'm going to, I'm going to branch off. 
<laughs> no, no, just see if you're going to usurp me, throw me off the throne. Like, no, Chris, no, no. Shit, we changed no, this. No, no, no. I think we've got a good grasp on things, man. Like, um, you know, like you said, you don't need to give as much time as you need to give to the beginners than to the like purple belts and higher, and we can do our own thing. So, you know, mm. uh, it's, uh, I think that when we opened in lockdown, when they allowed us to train last time in the second lockdown or whatever it was, and then when you were doing that split thing, I think that was quite cool because again, we were doing our thing, but with your eye kind of on it, but you were more mainly concentrating with like the, you know, blues and below and the beginners as well. And I was like, if I'd have joined then, uh, or like with this system, I think I would have been even better than what I am now. Like, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm can say. <laughs> I think what I'll, or, like, the way my brain's gone after doing that because I don't I don't want to like split split the the purpose of the gym up too much especially when we've got so many people uh, training together. Um, but I think it kind of goes into how they are both talking. And the more comfortable you are with something, I think there should be more freedom on how you use it. And I think that's kind of like what I was kind of erring towards anyway. Of general training is that. Like when you know, I explain something. I explain the reason behind that technique, uh, and we'll work backwards from it, uh, along with the, every concept along the way. Um, and then when it actually comes to actually drilling it and stuff, it's like I want feedback from the other person. I think that's something so crucial. Like otherwise, there's no different. Why we actually open up clubs? We can just use grappling dummies. Yeah. Um, anyone who says they get benefit out of a grappling dummy uh, is an idiot. <laughs> not really i just like i like you know you were still nice confident. could have said you could have said something worse but you know it's all right i just like being confrontational and just causing like, oh, shock reactions i don't agree <laughs> with any of these things like i used to do like a thing in set like slight segue i used to do a thing in seminars uh where i used to go hicks and gracie's a fraud like gracie affiliate gyms just to see like if someone would stab me um i didn't obviously mean it but uh, it's just something, something that amused me. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So I think there should be varying levels of resistance for multiple reasons from the other person, from the person on the bottom, shall we say, because they a should be giving different levels of resistance based on feedback from the the person actually doing the drill. But also, you should be giving feedback for your own benefit because, like I said, we said before the the. Um, great sadness is you never feel your own pressure from side control um, and it's like well you'd have to direct people then to actually do it uh, if you're just a general dominant line there then you're not getting anything but if you can actually take an ownership of the moment and go right oh that really hurts that part where you're digging into my face like that I'll have to remember that because that was suck on someone else um, but then yeah I, when you are very new to something it's very low, low resistance to the point where it's almost compliant training. But yes. then as you go up, um, you have a full spectrum understanding because you, you really delve into the concepts around that uh, technique area. It should be almost, almost situational sparring. I hate the idea of situational sparring, like with an absolute passion because it seems that you are putting... Uh, weird constraints on something uh, that wouldn't necessarily happen. Sure, like do regular sparring and sure do 
uh, I, don't, I need to find a real bad name for it, like positional drilling or something. Uh, We've got positional drilling, but drill we need sparring. Yeah, drill sparring. Spar, That's spar drilling. Where? Spar. So you have a designated winner. Um, because otherwise, when you're situational sparring, it's just like you're just having another snapshot of an actual spar. Yeah, like, it's 100%. Like, you're trying to... Top guy wants to win, and the bottom guy, and you're like, okay, this is a fight. Yeah, this is you're actually... not learning anything. No, yeah, no benefit. Like, have, you know, a similar level of intensity, but with a designated winner. Like, you know, let's say we're doing a situational spar, like this position drill, whatever you want, like situational sparry drill, whatever the name will... I'll, I'll actually go spend some time figuring out the name for that bollocks. Um... <laughs> But say we're sitting there and we're, we're, we're trying to figure it out, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm I'm the person who's going to win, and I want you to go at like ninety five percent of of like sparring intensity. Then it's going to be a lot more free flow. But then I'm like, shit, that was too much. I'm not actually getting anything out of that. Can we slow it down and maybe give me forty percent? Because then I maybe get a bit more out of it. Like, cool, yeah, yeah, big my shit out there. Can we ramp it back up to about seventy percent, please? And then we'll go back in because then I'm actually learning shit instead of yeah. situational spa smash. You pass my half guard. I'm like, well, I didn't learn anything there. Maybe you did. Um, or we go back to position, the position drill spa, whatever I call it. And then it's like, okay, well, it's now you're you're the winner, even though we've tried. You know, I'm still on bottom, you're still on top. But now it's like, you know, you're like, okay, well, you know, I'm gonna we'll, we'll you've got an idea in your head what you want to work on. So you're like, okay, just give me twenty percent resistance, and then you like you're working your passing or whatever. And they're like, actually, no, that that seems pretty easy. Can you ramp it up to about seventy five percent? And I'm like, now giving you some some beef, and you're like, oh, cool, okay. Now, now I get to play a bit more. You learn definitely loads more like that instead of me just leg locking you. <laughs> the only I thing you learn then is the tap, really. Exactly. I think that should definitely replace the idea of situational sparring. I think it should be situational sparring with a designated winner. And then just spar in general. Because um, otherwise, it's just weird snapshots, like, and no one's learning actually anything. Um, I think that's that would be the difference between like white belt, brown belts, is that I'm pretty much setting up like, the situation. White belts get a little bit more handheld. Um, and then obviously get to free flow a little bit more when they do their full drilling moments. But you guys, it's like, right, this is a situation play from there top bottom don't really care uh we're looking for these kind of things go and you can just yeah. go balls to the wall if you wanted from various points all over it exactly <laughs> man, like, it's the freedom it's the freedom and having the open mind where you don't care what you do you top guys are winning all the bottom guys are winning and this is what we're looking for you know it's the end and start from the end position and you can just it's like so free you can start it from anywhere mini games man you know what i mean but at that point, you've got you've got all the underpinning concepts in your head. Yeah. You know why you're doing what you're doing. Exactly. I think that's the important part. Is get those. They are the things that need banging into someone's head, because then you can just leave them to do that kind of stuff. Otherwise, like I said, I, there's no point. Like you know, again, this it's what would drive a brown belt insane. Is if it were like if I was to make you come, so if you had a new like open the class back up, like right, we're doing triangles today. I think you would lose your marbles if it was then just like, okay, I want you to do 15 triangles on each side or some other arbitrary number. <laughs> um, I hate arbitrary numbers in jiu-jitsu because we put them in everywhere. Oh, we need to do 
10 reps on either side or it needs to be a five minute uh, exposure to this position and we'll, we'll come back in five minutes time or we'll go cover this subject for four weeks or we'll go cover it for eight weeks and then we're going to do four weeks on the next subject. It's like, why? Why the numbers? Yeah. I we need structure, I guess, in our human brains, but like, maybe some subjects need longer than five minutes or 20 reps or four weeks. Maybe some don't need as much. Maybe they only need two minutes. Um, it should be more on the coach to actually have a grasp of what the room is doing and going, right, how are we doing with this? Mm, you guys still suck. We'll be at this a bit longer. <laughs> or no, you guys are kicking your ass out of it. Let's just leave it here. Put it in the bank of shit we know. <laughs> um, do you agree? I agree, man. And it, it weeds out a lot of shit as well. Like, uh, reactions which you would you wouldn't really do in a spa, and again, it's that freedom because you can then put is that hitting that pause button again and being able to mm. like, okay, we this is wrong, you know, or this isn't working, do it this way. Um, it's just a big full circle in it, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I'm glad we agree on those things. It's almost like you're a student of mine. <laughs> this isn't a debate could never debate <laughs> maybe we should see if we can get someone in to debate um, yeah we should have like more more people joining us man it'd be sick <laughs> yeah to be fair yeah but maybe that's something we can put on the discord channel because those just, just discussions kind of go off the rails a little bit i keep like my, my phone like Notifies me all the time. I'm like, oh my God, where's it gone now? It's like, it's changed since I was last there. <laughs> um, maybe we should like invite people to, maybe what we need to do is, even if they can't come on the Zoom call with us, like we're doing that now, uh, maybe we should make it live. Like we're going live now. Like talk on the Discord and ask us questions and then argue with us. Like, oh, when the gym's it. open. Yeah, on the, when the gym's open, we can be in one place and then, just us two, you know, we'll just sit and then we'll go live and fucking beef with people online. <laughs> yeah, dude, let's do that. Be jujitsu yeah, we'll, trolls. Yeah, I <laughs> anyone that like listening and thinks that's a damn good idea. Go on the Discord <laughs> and tell us. If you think, no, I've got no interest in that idea whatsoever, you clowns. Uh go on the Discord and tell us anyway. I like to hear. Yeah. Um <laughs> We've got so much to do when we get back in the gym. Like, oh man, I was thinking today, yeah. I was like, oh, got so plus many things. Run to do. a gym, yeah, and run plus a gym, gym as well. <laughs> but like the, the 10 e videos that have banked up over the past X number of months and recording and narrating the roles. Like, I want, I, I want, like, you know, get the gimbal out and have someone like record me and you rolling, and I'm just going to narrate the shit out of it and put yeah. that up. And, like, here we have Naki hunting for my left arm to stop me from doing this. What Naki does not know. <laughs> Sound like David it's going to be like that it's going to be unbearable for anyone listening um, <laughs> uh, plus obviously then people uploading their roles I'm looking forward to that one I want to see what other people do yeah man um, that'd gonna, be like, interesting harass them for why they're doing it I, I don't really care what people do as long as they understand why they're doing it give me a full recount as to why because it works I don't really care 
as long as, it, as long as it fits the concept and they understand why that concept is there, I don't really care. I think that would solve a lot of the questions that were coming up on that podcast. Yeah. As long as people understand the concepts, it answers offense and defense. Exactly. Who cares? It's up to them then. They they know they've got the understanding. It's up yeah. to them what game they want to play. But if you understand the concept, you get both parts. Yeah. Like if you understand, like, I don't know, like a, a, the joint lock principle of above and below the joint you want and freeing one of those joints to help facilitate your escape, you've got offense and defense. Because exactly. your offense is going to say, isolate those joints more. Your defense is going to say, don't let them isolate those joints. <laughs> exactly, man. It's as simple as that sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like the, and they can obviously, you know, you research around it. Um, maybe that's a very simplified way of looking at it, but that's what I was kind of getting at. It's like, you're saying the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's our reaction video to the Sonny Brown breakdown of uh, Preet versus Andy from School of Grappling. We enjoyed it, despite how this podcast might have come about, as in this uh, Reap of the Week of maybe me and Naki disagreeing. We enjoyed it. It was just a different texture of meat to what we were expecting. It wasn't flame-grilled barbecued steak. It was pate. Nice pate. Just different. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Man. It's just... <laughs> but I think it's good if, if you know, uh, there's more debates like that. And you also, obviously, Preet doesn't care. I love, the, I love how the fact that he just does not care. He'll just debate with anyone or talk to anyone. Um, and I think that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'll, I'll, uh, chance of it happening are slim. Let's see if I can get Andy on this. It'll be fun to talk to him as well. Yeah, um, yeah. You said this about my dad. Like, <laughs> 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 when I was in Amsterdam at that 10th Planet camp, I was yeah. a Raul over there. And like, because um, obviously we've, we've both learned from Preet and like he's really enjoying Preet stuff as well. Like we'd roll and like he'd do something like, don't do it, dad's watching. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> dad's over there so who's dad like pre don't, <laughs> don't listen to him dad <laughs> piss them both off <laughs> oh we're never gonna get him back for a seminar at this rate no oh it's worth a shot um well i hope you're having fun back at work i hope you yep. are keeping fit and well and i'll see you back in the gym shortly dude yeah same much as always wait. uh Hope everyone enjoyed listening to that podcast. Uh, feedback is welcome as always. Uh, and sorry for the, actually, yeah, quickly, sorry for the week off. It was Easter. Um, yeah. Oh, we're yeah. We're not going anywhere. We're still here, um, unfortunately for you. <laughs> so, uh, yes, thank you, dude. It was a pleasure. Thank you for everyone to listen to this. Um, it's been a fun hour, and uh, we'll see you next week. See you in a bit. Okay, dude. Bloop.